0: Hi, I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and I want to take this time to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to a life-changing word from God. And I pray that as you listen to these podcasts that it will shape your way of thinking and that you will be walking in the fullness of what God has for you. Be blessed. Common today. Guess what? I'm going to help you this morning Because this message that God has given me, it's going to help you in these times because I'm going to let you know real quick, I don't care who you are in here this morning or watching on Facebook or on television, I don't care how anointed you are or how gifted you are in God, there will be times where you feel like God is a million miles away. But we know the Word says that's not true. Amen. God said, He made a promise to us. He said, I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. But what did He say? He said, I'm going to go with you to the end. Amen? So no matter what you're facing right now, no matter what you're dealing with, God is there. You may not feel Him, and today we're going to deal with that. I'm going to help you get back into the presence of God. Let's read uh, the first verse right here. It says, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is what? Fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. That sounds like the presence of God is where I want to be, right? But let's go to Psalms 10 real quick. What does this say? He says, "Why standeth you so far off? O Lord? How many can relate to that? God, why do you feel so far away? Why do you feel like you're a million miles away? Why do you hide yourself from me in times of trouble? Oh, isn't that when it's so hard to hear the voice of God? Is in times of trouble, and when things are not going good in life, that seems like that's when it's the hardest. When you need God the most, when you need to feel His presence, when you need to hear His voice the most, that seems like that's the toughest time to get close to God. But today, we're going to deal with both of these. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you, Father, for this word. Open our eyes and our ears today, Father. Let us receive what you have for us. And I thank you, Father, that this message, I know without a shadow of a doubt, it's going to help some people in here this morning and those that's watching today. It's going to help those, Lord, because we want to learn how to stay in your presence. We want to learn how to stay in a place where we can feel your your peace and your joy in our life and hear your voice. Because we want to be led by you. We thank you today. I thank you for your power that's in this place this morning. That is ready to move. Ready to respond to our faith. So we release our faith today. And we all declare as one. That there is nothing that's impossible with you. In Jesus name we pray. And everybody said amen. Now those of you that's new here this morning. I like to do this all the time. If you would just look at me real quick. And put a big smile on your face. Amen. Mary's got a little giggle with the smile. That's good. All right, so we read these two scriptures here. Now, let's deal with the first one. How many can can bear witness with me in here this morning that there is nothing like the presence of God? There is nothing like feeling the love of God poured down on you and you just feel, I mean, just overwhelming joy about you and you may be crying, tears running down your face. Why? Because you're just so overwhelmed with the presence of God and the fact that this God that's so great and so powerful and so mighty would love somebody like you and I. Amen? So you would agree with me that there is nothing like the presence of God. Well... There's also nothing like being out of the presence of God. That's, that's verse 2 I want to deal with. When we get to the point where we say, God, where are you? Lord, why do you feel so far away? God, where? I need you right now. I need to hear your voice. I need to feel your presence. I've got this going on and that going on. And now, when I need you the most, it seems like you're not here. Where are you at? So just on the, on the flip side, just as there's nothing like being in the presence of God, there's also nothing like being out of the presence of God. That misery you feel, that emptiness you feel, right? That depression that comes upon you when you, seem, when you feel like you pray, but you, your prayers don't get any higher than the ceiling, and you don't know what to do, right? I want you to picture it, and, and I talked about this last time, I want you to picture it as if a car that is going down the road That's, I mean, cruising. How many likes to go fast? (laughs) Now, now, come on now. I know that many of you like to go fast down the road, right? When you go somewhere, you like to roll on, right? You don't like to waste any time. So I want you to picture it as a car that's just cruising down the road, right? It's rolling on, nothing's stopping it. And then, out of nowhere, (laughs) you get stuck in a huge mud pit you're no longer cruising. Now, what's the first thing that we like to do when we get stuck? Chomp on the gas, right? We want to push the gas in as fast as we can, right? We want to turn the steering wheel back and forth trying to get out, maybe put it in reverse a little bit to try to rock it out. But it seems, how many's ever been stuck in mud? Come on. What, what's common about that? The more you try to get out, it seems like the more stuck you get. Is there anybody in here by the sound of my voice this morning that can say, amen, pastor, this is where I'm at. I feel like the more I try to get unstuck, the more I'm getting stuck. The more I'm trying to seek after God and trying to, to get in the presence of God, it seems like the more I get frustrated because I'm not getting out, amen? And see, what I realized is in life that life is a lot like that. You say, what do you mean? When things come our way, the first thing that we want to do is we want to get unstuck, right? We don't want to think about what got us there. Come on. We don't want to think why it happened. All we want to think about is how can I get out of this, right? How can I get out of this mess and this trouble? That's all I want to do. And it's the same thing. When that car is stuck in that mud, you're not worried about, hey, how did I get here? you're worried about, hey, how can I get out of this? But you see, if you don't learn how you got there, what's going to keep you from getting there again? Can somebody say amen on that? If you don't learn what got you in the trouble to begin with, what's going to keep you from from not coming back there again? The answer is simply this. If we don't learn how we got stuck, we're going to continually get stuck in life. And it's the same thing with our spiritual walk with God. If we don't learn the things that's keeping us from the presence of God and out of His will and out of prayer time and all these things, then guess what? It's going to keep repeating. Now, as I dealt with uh, Thursday night, you might be blaming things all around you. But let me tell you where the real issue is. The real issue is within, right? That's the real issue. Now, those of you in here this morning that feel like you are spinning, spinning, spinning and are not getting unstuck, I'm going to help you in here today. Because you see, before I get you unstuck, I'm going to show you why you got stuck. Amen. That's what we want to know today. Why did I get stuck? Don't worry about getting unstuck. I want you to focus on what caused that to happen. Psalms 104 It says, enter into his gates with what? And into his courts with what? Be thankful unto him and bless his name. You say, well, what does it mean to be thankful? See, what I love about this verse right here is that it explains both thanksgiving and praise. It tells you what both of them are. Number one, what does it mean to be thankful? It says, be thankful unto him. That means come in with thanksgiving. That means you're coming in with an attitude. Hey, God, I'm thankful for what you're doing in my life. I'm thankful for for all the things that you brought me from. I'm thankful that I know that you have a plan and a future for my life. So I'm coming in here not empty-handed. I'm not coming in here griping and complaining. He said, but I'm coming in here with thanksgiving. Well, what is praise? Let's look at it. It says praise means to bless His name. What is His name? There are many names for God, right? I mean, there's thousands of them. He says, I'm Jehovah this and Jehovah that. It's real simple. Any name that God gives you of Himself, it means to describe His ways unto you. Very simple. If He says, I'm Jehovah Jireh, that immediately tells you what He's wanting you to know. He wants you to know that He's your provider, right? If He says, I'm Jehovah Rapha, that means very simply He wants you to know that He is your healer. I'm a healer. I'm a provider. If he says, I'm Jehovah Nissi, that means he's your banner, he's your protection, he's your strong tower in times of trouble. So when God gives you a name of him, he is describing unto you who he is, or his ways, or his character unto you. And when you praise God, that's what you praise him for, right? What do we say? We say, Lord, I praise you that you're the healer. I praise you that you're the deliverer. I praise you that you're the way maker. So you're blessing his name. So the next time you say, well, what does it mean to be thankful? What does it mean to praise? Just look up Psalms 104. It'll tell you to to be thankful unto Him for what He's done and what He's going to do and to bless His name, or in other words, His ways, His character. Now watch this right here. Did you see what that said? It said before we say anything else, we come in what kind of attitude? What kind of attitude? Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving. Now, here's what I want to ask you today. When's the last time you came into His presence with Thanksgiving? Oh, now don't be so quick to answer that. Because let me tell you why. Because we live in a generation, in a society as a whole, we live in such a time that people are very unthankful. Very unthankful. The highest ratings on television is probably news. Do you want to know why? Because they spend hours upon hours complaining. Amen. They spend hours and hours complaining about this and complaining about that, griping about this. and Everyone you talk to, if you ask somebody, how you doing nowadays? Well, they say, well, I'm okay. I got this, this, and that going on. You know what I mean? They, they can't even say something positive in, when you ask them how they're doing. And the, see, it's so easy to get into that attitude of being unthankful and being griping and complaining about everything. It is so easy. I'm telling you, church, it's so easy to get into a place where you're only focused on the negative that's going on around you. Well, I'm praying about this and this isn't happening. I'm doing this right here and that's not working. This over here is not not right. And this over here is out of place. And you're focusing on that left and right. But you see, God said there's a secret to come into my presence. So most of the time, we're walking around with this attitude of unthankfulness and, and griping and complaining about this and that. And then, watch this, on the flip, we want to, re- we want to ask God, God, where are you? Where is your presence? I don't feel you. Why, why can't I get into your spirit? Why can't, I, why, why can't I feel the goosebumps anymore? Why can't I feel your love and joy? Well, we're not doing what the Bible said. He said, when you come to me, he said, you come to me with thanksgiving. You come to me with praise. Why? Because when you do that, guess what? You are tuning yourself in. So in other words, you can say it like this if you're taking notes. Thanksgiving invites and provokes the presence of God. When you are thankful for what God is doing, when you are thankful for what God has given you, You are provoking His presence. It's very simple. It's very simple. You and I are the same way. If if you come around somebody and you could just tell they don't want you around, do you want to stick around? No. You don't want to stick around. And you can tell, can't you? You can tell when somebody doesn't want you around. And if all they do is complain about what you do, right? If they complain about what you do, Well, you know, you're not doing this right. You're not doing that. Do you feel that spirit of thanksgiving and and, and praise? No, you don't feel that. So therefore, guess what? You want to get as far away as you can from that, right? God is the same way. See, we spend most of our time throughout the week complaining. Let's be real. We spend most of our time throughout throughout the week complaining and griping. And not having thankfulness, not thanking God. Yeah, you may not have everything you want. But I guarantee you, since you've been serving God, you're a lot further along than what you used to be. Can we stop for a minute and give God some praise on that? Come on. You're a lot further. Just take a look around. We're going to deal with that in just a second. Just take a look around. But see, when you have that attitude, that does not provoke God to want to feel your life. I'm trying to help you in here this morning because I know many of you are saying the same thing. I I, I want to get in the presence of God, but I just can't seem to get in there now like I used to. Well, guess what? You need to check your thankfulness level. I want you to think, as this message is going on, I want you to think, am I being thankful throughout my week Watch this. at your job, at your job, at your house, wherever you are, are, are you having that attitude of thankfulness? Are you looking around like this? Come on, y'all know how you do it. This is my blah blah blah. I'm telling you, if we're not coming with thanksgiving and praise, can we really expect to get into the presence of God? Colossians 4.2, it says continue in prayer and watch the same, in the same, with what? Thanksgiving. Well, I'm praying all the time. Brother Robbie, I'm just praying all the time. I mean, I'm praying night and day and nothing's happening. I don't feel any better. I don't look any better. This, this, and that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all the stuff I'm supposed to do. Well, it's not enough just to go through the motions. You could pray, pray, pray all you want to. But you see, the Bible didn't stop right there. It said, pray with thanksgiving. Pray with thanksgiving. A matter of fact, it adds on to it. It says, watch in the same. While you're praying, it says, watch with thanksgiving. What does that mean? If you look in the Greek, the word watch here means to give great detail. To pay attention. In other words, pay attention to what's going on. Give great detail to what's going on around you, what you have, what God is doing. See, because here's one thing that I've realized in my own life. You can get so uh, consumed about what God is going to do. Now hear me now. You can get so consumed by what God is going to do that you can't be thankful for where you are right now. Right. Because you say to yourself, well, I'm never really going to be happy. I'm never going to have peace until I'm at the place where God has called me. I know what he's got for me. I know what he promised me. And I just can't stop until I get there. Well, there's there's a problem with that. It's called there's a process. Amen. How many knows you do not wake up ready for the promises of God? No, you don't. There is a process. What God told you, He's going to do in your life. You can take that to the bank. He's going to do what He said. But most of the time, He doesn't tell you every detail of the process. Somebody say process if you're with me. See, that process is what's in between you knowing about the promise and you receiving the promise, that process. And sometimes that process is difficult. It is hard and it's not easy, right? Because sometimes you're going through the process and you don't understand why you're going through what you're going through. So, long story short, it's hard to get into a place of thankfulness if you're so consumed about what's going to be. I'm just never going to be happy until that comes forth, right? But you see, I'm going to tell you something in here today. Until you learn how to be happy where you are, that's never going to come forth. Until you get to the point where you're not despising the process. Oh, and I, and I, say that, I say that with a sensitivity because let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I had to learn that. And at many times, and I'm still learning that. That many times that is hard to do, is not despise the process, right? Because you want what God has for you so bad. Amen? You want what God promised you. You want the, all the great blessings that He spoke over you. You want them so bad. It's just so easy to get to a place where you begin to despise where you are. I despise my job. I despise my house. I despise this. I despise that. But see, you're missing the point. God's wanting to take you where He said He did. But He's wanting you to learn how to have the right attitude no matter where you are. Woo, somebody say amen if that hurt. He wants you to learn how to have the right attitude in the process. See, He said watch, meaning g- give great detail. I just, I just can't seem to have anything in my life to be thankful for. Really. You need to start paying more attention. See, that's what he's talking about. While you're praying for those promises to come forth, which is good, that's what you want to do. While you're striving for those, that's great, that's what you want to do. He said, at the same time, he said, I want you to take notice on things in your life that you have to date, right now, to be thankful for. That's what I want you to do. Yeah, you may not have the house that you want, but guess what? you got a house. That's something to be thankful for. Amen? You may not have the car. I know you may, you may see a car in the lot and you say, man, one day I'm going to have that. That's good. You have that faith. You have that drive. But he said you also need to be thankful for the car that you did have that brought you to church this morning. Amen? Can we give the Lord some praise this morning? It's talking about being thankful for where you are. You may not have the job that you want to have right now. I'm with you. But guess what? It's paying bills. Amen? It's paying bills. It's putting food on your table. And guess what? God has given you the ability to do the job. Amen? There are many people that sitting in a, a, a gurney right now or sitting in a hospital bed that would love to get out and do what you're doing. Be thankful. Now, that's not saying, hey, don't strive for more. That is in no way saying that. You ought to strive for the best that God has for you. But you ought to strive with the spirit of thanksgiving. And matter of fact, let me just say it like this. You can't really go after the promises of God without having the right spirit. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And that right spirit is having the spirit of thankfulness. Amen? Now, you know the vision that God has for this house. You know that this is a worldwide vision. But guess what? I'm thankful for what God has given me right now. I thank, I thank Him right now that we, we get to come into a place where we are free to worship. If you want to raise your hands, run around, whatever, you are free to do so. That is a blessing in itself. We are at a place... Where we don't limit the voice of God, but when God wants to speak, we be quiet and listen. That is a blessing, church, and you need to be thankful. Amen? We need to be thankful. So he says, watch. Pay attention. When you you can't see anything around you to be thankful for, it's time to start paying attention. And say, wait a minute. Let me look around. Let me see what God has done. Let me see what God is doing right now. And guess what? Guess what's going to happen? You're going to start to be thankful because you forget. We forget. How many got out of bed this morning? You forgot how easy that was. Somebody's like, it wasn't easy, but I got out. You see what I'm saying? He says, watch. You pray for those blessings. Go after them. You know that's what I teach you. Go after the promises of God. Go after what He told you you can have. But be thankful where you are right now. Amen? Be thankful for it. 1 Thessalonians 5.8 Or 18, excuse me. In everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now that's easy to read that. But it's a whole different ball game to perform it. Amen. Let's read it one more time. In everything. Somebody say everything. All right, as my brother Lamar would say everything. everything. In everything give thanks. Thank you Lord. I just want to bless you today. I appreciate you. Even if you're this high in mud. Thank you Lord. Right. That's giving thanks and everything. Now, see, this is where people get tripped up because they say, well, wait a minute. Am I supposed to thank you for the sickness? Thank you for the poverty? Thank you for the trouble I'm in? No, that's not what it's saying. It said in. Somebody say in. So if I say, if God says, thank me in the church, I'm in the church right now and I can thank him. You see the difference? There's a difference between thanking Him for the trouble and thanking Him in the trouble. That's what God wants you to learn. Now, many of you in here today, you may have brought in with you trouble, anxiety, the pressures of of life in your life and, and all these different things. Well, guess what? Can you learn how to thank God in those? Can you learn how to appreciate God and have a grateful spirit even though you're going through those things? Now, watch this. That's not glorifying the troubles or the pains. If I ask you to stand up and testify, I'm not asking you to get up and say, Well, I just want to praise the Lord. I'm sick as a dog this morning. No. That's that's glorifying the sickness, right? But if you're standing, and maybe it may be hard for you to stand up, but if you get up and say, I just thank God that He's my healer, I thank God that He's my deliverer, that's praising God in the sickness. You see what I'm saying? That's praising. I just want to thank God that He pays all my bills. He, he's making me debt free. He's bringing me to a place where I'm able to be a blessing to other people. I thank you for that. That's praising God in the poverty, right? But you don't get up and you don't say, well, Lord, I just want to thank you that I don't know how in the world I'm going to pay my bills this month. No. So let's get that clear this morning. God is not asking you to thank Him for trouble. No. God is asking you to give Him praise even in the midst of trouble. Even in the midst of the storm or even in the midst of the trial. Give Him thanks, give Him praise. Why? Because you know that if God is with you in the trouble, He's going to bring you out of the trouble. Amen? He's going to bring you out of the mess. He's going to bring you out of the storm. So that's why, guess what? We can be thankful then. I want to touch on this before I move on to the next one. See, this is the point where it is very easy to get into a place of bitterness and frustration and lose that thankfulness because you may have been praying for something for quite a while now and it it seems like nothing's happening. Am I talking to anybody? It may seem like nothing is working, nothing's clicking around you. That is a very easy place to get into a, a, a place of unthankfulness when you begin to be so consumed about what's not happening in your life, that you forget about what God said He's going to do. Amen. See, because you've got to realize that whatever God says, it's done the moment He said it. It may not be manifested right away, but it's done the moment He said it. Right? Psalms lets us know this. So that's why, no matter what, even if you're praying right now and you don't see anything happening, Maybe you've been been staying faithful and it looks like your faithfulness is not paying off. Be thankful. Have that praise, that spirit of praise about you. Because I'm telling you, God is watching. And I don't mean like God is watching like that. No, I mean God is watching. Think of it as a, a, how many has got any kids in sports? Raise your hand. Nobody? Okay, okay. We got a few people. All right. How do you watch the game? You're wanting them to do their best, right? That's how you're watching it. You're like this. Wanting them to do their best. You don't want them to do halfway, do you? You want them to do their very best. That's what God's doing. That's how He's watching. He's watching to see, is my son, is my daughter going to do the very best that they can right where they are. Because you see, when they come out, guess what? When you do the best you can, there's a trophy waiting on you. There's a prize waiting on you. See, that's the same thing with God. God is watching to see if we're going to do the right thing, even when it's uncomfortable. He's saying, are we, going to, are we going to have the right attitude, even in the midst of trouble? Because guess what? When God brings you out, there's a trophy coming. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's a prize coming. So you keep faithful. Be faithful. Be steadfast. Philippians 4, 6. Now, before I read this right here, I want to tell you this one thing. Learn the value of things that endure. You heard me just talk about trophy and prize. Well, let's think about it. Faith, the Bible says that faith that is tried by fire comes what? As forth as what? Pure gold. That, That The Bible even says becomes more valuable than gold. Why? Because faith endures. Do you know what's valuable in life? If you go out and you pay for something that may cost more than the average thing, do you want to know why? Because it has more value. Do you want to know why it has more value? Because it is able to endure more. How many have ever heard that saying, you get what you pay for? Right? It's the same thing with God. See, we want to we micro process. That's what we want. We want God to promise us today, micro process it, and give it to us by tomorrow evening, if possible, right? But guess what? There's no value in that. See, right now, you've got to understand if you can learn how to thank God no matter where you are, do you realize how valuable that is? That you can come to the place where situations no longer can take your joy? Where, where circumstances can no longer take your peace? Let me ask you something. What in the world is the devil going to do for you? What's, how's he going to tear you down? If you come to the place where you say, this no longer moves me. And you're still praising God. You're still being thankful. You're still having peace. Let me tell you something. He's powerless then. He comes to the place where he's empty-handed because he's got nothing to work with in your life. That's why James said, he said, let patience have her perfect work in you. Let me tell you something. How many likes to be patient? Nobody raised their hand. Nobody, right? Nobody likes to be patient. But guess what? The things of God... Take patience. Why why is it so hard for this generation to get into a place of worship? Let me tell you one. Patience. Nobody wants to wait on God anymore. Right? I got to go to this. I got this going on. I got that. I don't have time for this. Let's go. Let's get the presence of God in here and let's get out. It don't work that way. God is not a McDonald's drive through or I should say Chick-fil-A drive through They're a lot quicker. He's not like that. And see, watch this. You may not like patience in here this morning, but guess what? If you have a spirit of unthankfulness, you're really not going to like patience. And guess what? God will keep you in there until you learn patience. Somebody wave at me if you're happy this morning. He will, I'm telling you, you say, how do you know this? I may have experienced this a time or two. That he's not going to let you out until you learn how to have patience. Until you learn how to be thankful for where you are. If you want a good example, if you just don't want to take my word for it, look in Exodus, Numbers, Numbers. Leviticus, Deuteronomy, you'll find out that a people were not let out until they learned how to be thankful. Until they learned to have patience with God. Amen? Because let me tell you something. God can outlast you. He can outlast you. He's not bound by time. You are. Amen? So learn the value. You see that faith that's being built right now? That value is going to carry on past this trouble. Oh, somebody hear me this morning. That patience that is building up in you right now because you're having to wait, that patience is going to carry on far past this little waiting period that you're in, and the value of it is going to keep paying off. See, watch this. Let me tell you something. The things of God are like those things in the world that with time, they increase their value. Right? Right? This is the same thing with the things of God. Your faith over time increases in value. Your patience over time increases in value. Your endurance, your temperance with time increases in value. That's the great thing about God. It never loses value. Can we give God some praise in here this morning? He has placed something valuable in you. Just tap into it today. If he's wanting you to learn patience, learn it. If he's wanting you to learn how to endure, learn it. Because I'm telling you, it's going to carry on. It's going to carry on way past this. And there's going to come a time where you're going to be thankful. Lord, thank you for making me learn that. Thank you for making me learn how to be thankful and how to have joy even in the midst of trouble. That way, when trouble comes again, and it will, it can't take you joy this time. It can't take your patience this time. It can't take your thankfulness this time. Philippians 4, 6, it says, be careful for nothing. Many translations says, be anxious for nothing. Are you anxious? But in everything by prayer and supplication with, say it with me, with what?